0: Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow, broadcasting from The Backside of Water.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 90 of A Spoonful of Podcast. I am your host, Evan Dickens, here with... That's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, he likes it. Mr. Brian Galloway, what's going on?
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny, Casey and his Sunshine Band was just playing recently around here. Um, I'm good. I uh, I was all set today to talk about the the uh, Bob's Burger movie, which I know is a Disney movie, believe it or not, for now. But I'm really excited about what we're talking about today. So, I so thought I'm, we were talking I'm, about I'm glad you changed the topic. I'm glad you changed the topic.
1: Huh? Well, I'm kind of confused, too, because I thought we were talking about the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie that just came out.
0: Well, that's very controversial too. It is
1: controversial. Maybe we should do an episode on that
0: one. <laughs> I think we might have to. I mean, I, I, I think we got it. Yeah, we might have to bring like uh, Brian Richardson, Richardson in. Yeah, I yeah know, definitely... we both
1: thought the same thing. That's funny. But no, today we are talking about Moon Knight. So we've been wanting to discuss Moon Knight. Uh, it's been in the works. We just um, wanted to give it some time. We're definitely going to take a look at Moon Knight as a whole. So if you've not seen Moon Knight or uh, you don't want to hear about possible spoilers or that kind of stuff, then you know you may want to wait until you've watched Moon Knight to listen to the rest of this episode. But we want to just kind of give our take on Moon Knight, what it is, kind of an overview of this, and what it might mean for the future of the the whole. I mean, I guess the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole, how it may affect that. Uh, you know, either additional seasons or just the characters itself. I mean, there's a lot of directions we can go here. Was trying to make it brief, but I thought it was important to talk about because Brian, I've never seen anything like this before. And to be honest, I was not very excited about it. So what were you like going into watching Moon Knight? Cause you've, you've had some knowledge of the character before,
0: right? Oh uh, yes. So Moon Knight, when I was a kid, Moon Knight was one of my favorite um, comic books. I, I loved it. It was very different. Um, it it was it was i don't know and, and you know a lot of people say this too it, it was almost like batman with a with a brain disorder it's, a, it, it's and he, i say that in a nice way because obviously he does have personality disorder right. but he was he was a very rich character with a lot of gadgets and um worked you know, worked at night and everything like that so it was it wasn't batman but it was you know, sort of that w- that way at, at first, and then it, it just went its own way. It was it was a great character. I actually am very happy that this is happening because the value of my comics uh, have gone up. So which is which is great. Um, <clears throat> but, but you know, Moon Knight is Moon Knight is something that you have to you have to really check it out and understand it, and then you appreciate it more. Because it's very unique for a cartoon character, you're you're pretty much hitting all different areas that no other cartoon ca- cartoon character or or superhero is is taking. So to me, if you had to me ten years ago did I ever think Moon Knight would get its own show, now he Moon Knight has been on a couple of the cartoons, but only as a guest star. Um, to say that ten years ago that Moon Knight would have his own show, I would have said no way in heck because he's not that. Yeah. He wasn't a top 20 superhero, but he's very, he's got his own. Um, he is a cult hero superhero. So obviously he sells a lot of comics and has one of the most intriguing aliases of any superhero in any realm, whether it be Marvel or DC, there's nothing, um, just h- how Moon Knight's alter egos are.
1: Right. And so going into this, I'll be honest. I, I, We okay, so Emily and I both did not watch Moon Knight at its premiere. I think it was about three weeks as it was out. We said, you know what, let's let's give Moon Knight a chance. I give you know, I have a lot of excitement for a lot of the Marvel shows that are coming onto Disney Plus, but Moon Knight I was kind of a little bit hesitant on just because AI knew nothing about the character, nothing about its premise. The only thing I knew was that uh on the little preview banner on Disney Plus he looked really cool, and I knew it had something to do with Egypt, but I had I had no other, I guess, baseline at all. So going into it, I was completely blind. So I was able to learn quickly as the show progressed about who these characters are and the um, – I, I think you said something else too, Brian. It was interesting. So, you know, you go into these other Marvel shows like uh, WandaVision, and you have Wanda. Um Scarlet Witch. You know you have Hawkeye. You're going in knowing that I'm about to watch a superhero show. Someone with superpowers. And you know, granted, this this idea, this train of thought, was from another podcast I listened to. But this is more than a superhero show. This is a a look into the human psyche, and also it has a lot of other themes. That's not just like a oh I'm Peter Parker. I got bit by a spider. Now I have spider powers. Or you know I got exposed to this element and I have these powers, or uh, you know whatever the case may be. You you have a lot of different elements that make up this show that make it quite a a web of different things, you know.
0: And that's how the popularity of the comic went, Evan. Whereas people were get you know hey we had. You go to any comic book store and you would have you know hundreds of choices, right? So you would be like, oh, should I do Spider-Man or Thor or Batman or Superman? You could pick whichever superheroes you like. I was always one who liked the obscure ones, like you know, Iron Fist, Nova. The ones that I really liked were not very popular because they because I think the creators had more leverage in trying to do a really cool backstory because of the fact they weren't as popular and they and just they weren't subject to maybe the scrutiny that other ones got. So Moon Knight was um originally created by Doug Mensch um, and the artist the original artist was Don Perlin. Now the cool thing about it is that they were they they had the ability just to create this character and could you imagine going into you know uh, into Stanley's office and saying, "Hey, guess what? We have this character, and we're going to create it, and it's going to you know, it's going to deal with a lot with Egypt, and it's going to have multiple personalities, and this and that." He was probably like, "Are you kidding me?"
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and, and and that's what's cool about it is that it went a different direction and it gained popularity, and it, it you know, It's been around. knight has been around for a long time, and uh, I just think it's amazing. Now. And the funny thing about it was it, he first appeared in a different comic book. He wasn't even in his own comic book. He was in hmm. werewolf by night, Weird. which I don't understand that one. I I have to actually go look for that one because I don't ever remember that happening. Because so I do have, I do have a moon Knight number one, which, um, believe it or not, I do have that. And, I, I wonder if it's worth a lot of money now. I have to go check these things out. I just, I yeah. wasn't even thinking about this till today. And then I just checked right before the show. If I do have it, I do have number one. That's um, awesome. So that, that is, a, you know, it's a cool thing. So, so that let's talk- is, so they taking that and then maybe bringing yes. it to the TV is where you're talking something that probably no one had the money to do previously.
1: Right. So let's talk about some different categories for this. I guess that's kind of how we can approach it. Let's talk about culture. So, as far as superheroes are concerned, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong here because my my Marvel knowledge is very slim, but most Marvel superheroes that we see are either Western based characters like Western world or other planetary right. You don't see a lot, if any, of like Middle Eastern superheroes uh, in no. this sort of no. Saudi no. Arabia, Egypt. I mean, well, I know Egypt's obviously. Not the same as like Saudi Arabia geographically, but I- any sort of Eastern type world um, characters. You just don't see that a lot in the Marvel Universe. So, right offhand, the culture was really interesting that you have a quote unquote superhero set in this geographical area because you just don't see that the most. Uh, you see America or, you know, British. They have a lot of superheroes have British accents, as Marvel has given it for some reason um or other planets other worlds other universes but you just don't see that location of earth highlighted for superheroes. So right off the bat that was pretty intriguing about me because I don't know about you Brian but I um I've always been very interested in Egyptian culture, you know, pyramids, hieroglyphics um all that kind of stuff was, was well. You know what's interesting.
0: So you, I'm glad that you said that because that was a segue. I wanted to. Did you know that since this movie, this TV show came out or the series, um, pe- more people have gone to the Museum of Natural History, the Smithsonian, to look at the Egyptian art and the Egyptian um, the, all the historic, historical stuff that they do have there. Yeah. Because a lot it. of kids are saying to their parents, "Hey, can we go look at that?" I Which I, I think is so cool.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I am a huge kind of, like I said, fan of this. And I I, I did not know. So when I was younger and uh, we had this thing where you could go to this, I guess, this enrichment program called Program Challenge, and you could take different specialized classes. So one of the classes we took was paleontology. So we looked at, you know, dinosaurs and all that kind of stuff you know bones and that kind of stuff and then you you can take um Egyptology. So that was another class you could take. So Egyptology was so cool because we get we actually got to Brian. This is a, this is like a rabbit trail. But we got to mummify a chicken, like a a frozen chicken. We got to wrap it up, do everything How like cool the balming yeah. and all that kind of stuff we got to do for a like a frozen whole chicken. It was so cool to be able to do that. So it kind of just showed you the whole history of Egypt and how they practice and stuff like that, but now you have this show that further um, kind of gives you some insight into this. That shows you some of like the Egyptian gods, the Egyptian culture, and the, um, and the temples, the and, temples, and,
0: yes, and just like the street. And you know, you know, it's funny because he is um, Moon Knight is actually from or Mark Spector or you who know, is actually from Chicago.
1: Right. But then he,
0: but then he, as he's a mercenary, he's over there and he, um, yes, is fighting and he and he actually dies in a temple and then Khonshu saves him. And I know that's the, that's the basic story. Um, you know, and does, does that interaction with Khonshu, um, mess with his mind or, or bring back what was messed with him when he was a child? And I think they've, they, you know, we, they go into this. And I I don't want to go into so much of that because I want people to be able to watch it and learn from that, um, but it's just amazing the detail of what they thought, the backstory of this character, which was so difficult in a comic, they were able to portray it on the screen, which I which I give them so much credit. And and I and you know I, I do want to, and this is something we don't do as much. And I think we it's funny because Mohammed Diab is was the um, director, and he's done a lot of things. But I think that had to be a very very difficult task to do this and to make it sure. believable and 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 again i could tell you at times the storyline was i sometimes i had to go back and rewind it yeah because even though i knew the stuff it was tough but then once i saw it i'm like wow you know they did a good job and the producers are from a lot of other marvel things like kevin feig and Luis Diaz d'esposito and victoria alonso there's some big players that in yeah. other um, Marvel shows, part, and part of this. So I love the fact that they did this, and I want to, and I want to give them a shout out because my feeling is, and people can correct me all they want. This could be the best of the of these series. Now, it might not appeal to everybody, but if you look at it from a whole and and what was done and how it was done and the story that was told, it it's pretty awesome, and I think they did an amazing job, and they should be complimented for that.
1: Absolutely, uh, I think. Like you said, I'm not, I'm not going to repeat everything you said, but they do deserve accolades because of the production quality of that. And I heard on another podcast, Brian, I'll see what you think about the statement that episode one of Moon Knight was one of the strongest intros into any Marvel show that has come out on Disney plus, you know, taking WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, put all those together. Episode one for this was the strongest. And I, I can kind of see where that's coming from because you're, you are thrown right into this mystery. You know, you're seeing him chained to his own bed and he's put sand around his bed to, to see what's going on. There's a mystery involved here that you're on this journey with, especially me, if you know nothing about it, what's going on? Why is what we know. You had to
0: do that. You had to do that or you would not have been able to understand. It's that, it's that deep of a backstory. And, you know, it's funny. It probably deserved about ten episodes, and um, because it took a couple episodes to really, really yeah. get the story in and look at, you know, and we had so much action in the last two episodes. But I, I still, I still feel that that's why I want to give credit. Like we don't talk as much about who directs and produces these things um, or creates them, but this is a very unique character. This is not exactly what you said. This is not. Um, getting bit by a spider or or anything like that or or a rich superhero who can can build an iron suit this is uh, this is something that's totally different and you needed to know that you needed to understand the characters very interesting um, how you know how they how they did that this you know how they wanted to go back and do it that way uh, it, that whole thing because I would have thought they would start it with mark Spector, but they didn't um, yeah. And I think it was a smart move because you understood the other characters just as much.
1: Well, let's talk a minute about Oscar Isaac and how yes. good of a job he did with this. I mean, obviously he was the he's been in a ton of stuff. Uh but more familiar to me and maybe other Disney fans was the Star Wars, Maria Poe Dameron. The, You know, for uh the most recent Star Wars movies. Uh but he he sold this character to me. I don't know I heard it said, too, that the best special effect of the whole Moon Knight series was Oscar Isaacs and his his portrayal of his um, dissociative identities and how well he he portrayed that. And uh, I know they oh, meshed up That together. had to be
0: so difficult, too. It had, it had to, be to be very be difficult. Because, oh.
1: you know, different accents, different body language, different tones, different actions, totally different. And you're having to... its It would kind of be freaky as an actor, probably you know, as as actors or actresses, you're getting so prepared for this one role. Well, he's getting prepared for two, then, of course, a third at the end role that he's getting prepared for. Totally different characters that he's having to go back and forth and mesh in together. That's got to be really difficult. And it must take someone that is intelligent and able to perform in that way. As we see on screen, you know, a bad actor or actress would have really ruined this show because they would not have been able to deliver the performance. And there was no question uh I actually so this is a side note I was you know I, as I've told you privately Brian my wife and I we're catching up on the walking dead right. So yeah, right. not going to spoil anything but there was an introduction of one character that we just had recently and they were doing a monologue. And most of the time on with the walking dead excellent actors and actresses no problem I really enjoyed the interaction. But when this character came on the scene and was doing this little monologue thing, I was like, this feels like acting. And you never want to be watching a TV show or movie and say, I feel like that actor or actress is acting. Does that make sense? You want to be so, you know, just entranced by the story and the moment and their delivery, their performance, and their portrayal that. You don't. You forget what you're doing. You forget you're actually watching something that's fabricated. You know you want to be involved in the story, which is obvious. But you don't want to. That's just a kind of an obvious statement. But how he delivers that is important, and it is very well well done. I don't know how uh, how they could have picked a better option for that. But he was. Well, he was, I this think they.
0: You know, and and that makes a lot of sense because they spent the money to get some good actors. Yes. Yeah. This, you know, like. Oscar Isaac, he's big time. He's in Star Wars. I bet he commands a hefty salary. Oh yeah, and they got him to come. And why they get they needed to get somebody who was good. And you you make you make a great point because they had to pick somebody good. They couldn't have picked a a person who's just starting out. It wouldn't have worked. Just like with Ethan Hawke, I thought thought Ethan Ethan Hawke was an amazing choice for that because he played that character tremendously.
1: Right. Um. Yeah, Ethan Hawke was great as as Arthur Harrow. I. I don't know man this is this just the show started unfolding it has had so many like layers to it that these characters you know you're on one almost sometimes you're like on one person's side and then you were you kind of went behind the scenes i know we're jumping around a little bit but like you know you're asking yourself this question whose side would i be on would i be on amit's side or would i be on Konshu's side like whose side would i be on right if i was in the in the the midst so it's I know that Arthur Harrow was a bad, was, was the villain, um, but you'd have to ask yourself, where would I fit on that side or the other? Uh, so it was really interesting. And knowing that these people decided to be these avatars for these Egyptian gods gave this whole other layer to this not just being a superhero show. You have, you know, a god like Thor the God of Thunder, or you have, you know, the regular superheroes like Captain Marvel or Iron Man, or like you said, Spider-Man, but to have this sort of mixture of the God to human relation there and, you know, the, the superpowers given by the God to the human with that agreement, it's just a different premise that you don't normally see in superhero. Yeah.
0: I don't see the value. See, you know, what's funny is you have to, if i was you know kanchu or amit or any of these 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 gods to get an avatar you have to have some leverage over that person because i don't see a lot of value with you being an avatar because it kind of disrupts your life and and they don't and as you could see they weren't protected very well when amit when amit came in and um, to the council and basically killed all the avatars yeah i know um, that was, so like that obviously one. like so like obviously the gods weren't helping that much and that to me, that to me is very like, what value is it to be a, an avatar? And I think, um, Mark Spector I was trying to say that he said like, yeah, you know, I'm this avatar, but it's not really a good thing. I'm doing things I don't want to do. Right, right. And, you know, it was hard, it was hard to, to, to see that at first. Cause we were probably like, well, wow, it's pretty cool. You're a superhero and you get all these powers, but there's so much more behind that and to how he was driven. And Conchu just, Conchu was semi-evil in a lot of ways yeah but he also was i don't know the better hero the better god of uh you know amit was more evil than he was or i don't know i don't know lesser of two evils it was very interesting how you would exactly what you said to that at first you weren't sure whose side would i join and then you you wanted to like conchu but then you're like, "Wow, can not you." Like I want to paint. I don't know. I don't really like him very much. He's kind of yeah. sneaky and but he had his he did it for a reason. And it was it was very evident later, but it's something that you got to figure out cuz it it this is again the value and the what I love about this is you change who you like and who you don't like too. You know, as, as you go through. Just like even like Mark Spector versus Stephen Grant. And I'm not going to go into Jake Lockley yet because that's, that's down the road. But right. at first, you like Stephen Grant. I mean, most people are going to like Stephen Grant because you yeah. started out with Stephen Grant. And your Mark Spector is just like pain in the butt. Um, but then after, you know, when push comes to shove, Mark does a couple things. Well, so obviously, Stephen, Stephen takes a dagger for him. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, I can't believe he did that. You know, it, it's 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 crazy. Right. But then Stephen comes back, and 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 rescues. I'm sorry, uh, Mark comes back and rescues Stephen. Right. Which is an amazing, an amazing um, act of loyalty, which is the way it helps maybe cement his character and helps maybe helps his his psyche you know yeah, because now right. he's kind of joined those two personas right um i i just that whole that was that was the fifth the fifth um episode right that was an amazing amazing episode i mean you, i was just watching it and i was like i can't believe this is going on this is so wild um yeah and people when you, you know, we're we're giving you a little bit of spoilers here but we want you to we're not going to tell you the whole story because we want you to go do it but check this stuff out it is so good
1: yeah it's really interesting and then you have the introduction of Layla uh, which was you know Mark's wife uh, then became Steven's kind of lover <laughs> too which is funny because they're the same person different personalities right uh, which was per- like again portrayed so so well by Isaac there but um so Layla at the end became the avatar of the goddess towerette which She became the Scarlet Scarab. Now, the Scarlet Scarab is in the comics. I'm assuming, right? And I don't know. Scarlet
0: Scarlet Scarab is a male in the comics. Oh, really? And is is kind? It's. I'm not going to say he's almost like Robin Hood in a way. His job was to, or his role was to. Go after anybody who stole Egyptian relics or or, or things from the temple, and bring them back, regardless of who did it and whatever. So some, you know, he could be a, kind of like a villain or not. But then eventually he changes and 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 goes and teams up with Captain America and Bucky on some things and becomes more of a superhero. Oh. He he is the Egyptian superhero, and they made a decision to go with um, Layla, which is amazing and it works perfectly. Yes, and. I will tell you, that is a kick butt costume. I think that I costume
1: awesome. is <laughs> yeah, that was so cool. Uh, uh,
0: probably one of the best Marvel costumes. Yeah. And she's very, you know, that's a great character. And I'm looking forward to seeing more things because that's a very powerful character.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh and then hey, just a side note, uh, we know that my favorite T V show of all time is Lost. The goddess Towerette has a statue on the far side of the island on Lost. So there's a tie-in there for you Lost fans. That is the the big statue where Jacob lives under. I know I'm just spoiling so much if you've never seen Lost, but that is a that is a really tall statue on the other side of the island. It's the same goddess as the avatar for Layla. But I, that was such a funny personality for Towerette to have this like playful hippo. And, you know, obviously the first with time with a high that, voice yeah, and with the high voice. Yeah. And obviously the first time that, you know, Steven and Mark in the asylum scene, see, they'd scream because you're seeing this, you know, goddess. That's a hippo. That's friendly and, you know, helpful.
0: And oh, wow. Well, saves the day yeah, with, the, with the barge yeah. in the, the, the sand tidal wave, blocking that sand tidal wave yeah. was one of the coolest. That was one of the coolest scenes. Cause you don't know it's going to happen. And all of a sudden she, here she comes yeah, um, riding to save the day. Um, you, you know, a lot of this whole, um, another thing, folks, Moon Knight takes a lot of Indiana Jones in in the way it portrays yeah. a lot of things. And if you like the Indiana point. Jones, there's a lot of that type of drama here and mm-hmm. suspense. So, yeah, again, it. it's not Indiana Jones. It's a superhero but a lot of that stuff is there, and it, and it, that scene to me kind of reminds me of something Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. coming coming with the with the barge and the sand dunes, yes, saving the day. That was just so cool.
1: Yeah, very cool. Uh, so, anything you want to bring up about this? I have a couple other things, but just want to see.
0: Well, I, I um, so this is here's my well, my one my big thing. Um, okay. Two great characters. I think uh, Moon Knight is a human being doesn't have a lot of powers does have enhanced powers based on the moon. Um, but really and truly is not a, not something like, you know, there's no, no serum, but the moon does provide him some basic power, extra power. Um, but one of the coolest things that you could look at folks, if you have a chance do look up moon Knight's arsenal, because Definitely, that's where the Batman comparisons come into because Be- Moon Knight yeah. has some of the craziest arsenal of stuff. And, and I know if you if you watch the moon you watch the show. If you watch the the uh, crescent moon on it on his chest, which is pretty cool, how it it also holds together his outfit, right? It's pretty wild. Um, that is a ma- that is a weapon too. And then you have Mister Knight. So there's actually like four. In- there's five incantations of of this character. You have right. Stephen Grant, you have Mark Specter, you have Jake Lockley, you have Moon Knight, but you also have Mr. Knight. Yes. And Mr. Knight is another character that has its own it's 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 Steven's version of Moon Knight. Right. Also has its own arsenal. And it becomes in the comic um lore, it becomes a very useful. There are certain situations where Moon Knight doesn't work, but Mr. Knight does. And that was always a very cool situation. You never know what was going to happen. So it keeps us on our toes. It kept comic readers on our toes. It, it's going to keep us on our toes. I do hope we see more. I know Moon Knight's going to be in the MCU somewhere. Because I, I definitely Moon Knight was an Avenger, was a West Coast Avenger, um, was a, helped out the heroes for hire for a while, was in a lot of groups, never stayed long because... He wasn't a big fan of taking orders, and mm. um, that which was just pretty funny. which you probably could think that, right? You, you, right. You know.
1: Take orders, and, from and Contra, that was pretty cool because he
0: jumped around from group to group. But he was always, you know, always cool, and it was always cool whenever you see like, oh, that's you know, special guest Moon Knight. Oh, this is great. And so I foresee him showing up in other parts of the Marvel world. I don't know where, I don't know where, but I'm kind of thinking since he did know – Captain America and Bucky maybe somewhere in one of those shows who knows I'm I I can't wait to see you know what comes next for Moon Knight.
1: That was going to be one of my my you know couple last topics was where do we see the future of Moon Knight? Where do we see him coming in? Do we see him I mean I don't know it's just he's he's a strong character but it's hard to picture him in like an Avengers type movie or one of those you know huge title big cast movies but you know, Oscar Isaac is a, is a huge, you know, actor and Moon Knight is a strong character. So he could easily fit into that.
0: Oh, he uh, could have helped against, he could have helped against, uh, uh, you know, any of the, any of the recent, uh, you know, Ultron or any of those, because he yeah, he has that power. Yeah. Um, Thanos, I mean, he probably could have helped against Thanos. It's, you know, I, you don't know. Yeah. I don't know the power of, you know, Consho's power and how, what happens through there, um, there are there is impact that, that's done. So it would be it would be amazing to see, um, you know, on them on the power scale. I mean, if you go on the superhero database, they have a power scale of every character. Right? And they they you know, so he's only a, a level four, which is kind of low. Um, but he also has a lot of other things. You know, he's martial arts expert, uh, a mercenary, has the mer- the marine training, all that kind of stuff. So obviously he's an amazing fighter, but he also has that enhanced power from the moon, which is we you know which is you know, it, it comes and goes through time. But then at the end of the show, he's not an avatar anymore. Or at least, at least Mark and Steven are not an avatar anymore. Right. But Jake is still an avatar. So I thought, you know, it's funny because I really thought he was he he had escaped the avatar part of it, but they yeah. kept it around for Jake. And Jake is the more vicious of the of the people and that's another interesting i mean this you're talking about crazy we could talk a, a whole hour on on uh, just on you know Jake versus Steven versus Mark but yeah. uh, but you know all of you guys you have to you have to go watch it yourself and I also i want to hear people that have seen it already you probably have your own take on that but but to me you know, i'm a big mark specter fan because i knew mark specter first but steven grant is big too and then jake lockley is the the crazy one and there is a significance about the cab because Jake in the comics was was a cab driver and he used that that persona to just um, drive around and get information and be be that under the under the radar person and find information when when, when it was needed and Jake hmm. was that type of person, but in this one Jake is the vicious one, which is also very interesting. So I'm dying to I'm dying to see where this goes. I really am.
1: Yeah, well, so interesting and I think that's why Kanshu was so willing to accept the deal that you know Stephen and Mark presented which was once we get done with this we're you know we're done with you. And cuz Kanczy was like yeah y'all can be done with me but I still got Jake so yeah go for it that's fine. Yeah, I'll uh I'll get rid of you or you can break your 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 deal with me or whatever cuz he still had Jake which was the same person. Uh, it's just a weird dynamic. Uh it's just very interesting. But yeah, that final scene there was was really interesting because it was showed some ruthlessness about that. So let me ask you this: Was the insane asylum part was quite interesting to me? Very, um, interesting. What Very are you, interesting. What are your thoughts on that? And was that in the comics at all? This insane asylum? Yes and
0: no. There was scene. there was parts of it. It was a little different, but it was still. I mean, obviously that in his origin, yeah, there was some because for the longest time, no one knew what was going on, you know, what was going on with him. It was much more controlled. The the personalities were much more controlled in the comics. Um, mm. But this was the, this was the more of the origin story. So right. going forward, um, obviously two of the, two of the personalities have already merged. So they control, they control each other and they're going to go back and forth and we'll see that. And that's what happens. Um, but it, the insane asylum part was, was big because obviously anybody who sees what's going on probably thought that What I mean, do what you think Layla thought right I mean sure she's like what what the heck is going on with my boyfriend or my husband right uh, I, I just it, it people thought they were insane but really and truly and there's a lot of theories about this is did Conchu mess with with his mind enough to cause this problem the obviously when he was when he was a, a child his parents or his mom abused him and he right. had to create these personas to just exist yeah. but maybe he hid them for a while and then conchu brought them back right um they you know they they haven't they didn't really dive into that as much and maybe hey that's good that they don't so you could make sure you think about it more but you think about the poor kid and that whole scene the whole part of it, you it know, you think about what was you know what he went through as a child that was just terrible that was just right. terrible yeah. Horrible. how he created those close personas to actually exist and try to and and that you think about it, Stephen Grant was kind of like almost like a Indiana Jones type guy, right? If you from the yeah. poster on the wall, yeah. it's it's amazing. I again here we're we're talking about this, and we're only been on for thirty minutes, and we could talk for hours because there's just so many storylines. And and I think that's what we're trying to portray here is that you got to go listen, watch Moon Knight, and just try to it, it go for the ride. Because you're on a ride, you're going through, and you're looking at things, and you're, and you're looking at different storylines, and some of them start off on one episode and they don't finish to a couple down the road, and it, it is pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, and so really, my last thought on this, Brian, then you can close out whatever thoughts you have, and we'll end it, so we don't just you know drag it on like you said forever. But you know the the antagonist protagonist kind of thing between Harrow and Moon Knight. And all of his personas. You know, not only was Arthur Harrow the villain because of amit versus Konshu, that was really, it was their, they were the ones fighting, right? But Arthur Harrow had something that probably Moon Knight and the personas of Spectre and Grant, they envied, which was, and portrayed wonderfully, like we said by Ethan Hawke, was Harrow's, you know, put togetherness. He had this control. He had this um, confidence, and he had followers. Right, he had these tons of followers who were following him because he was the avatar for for Amat, um, for Amit. But he had this kind of—he was put together. He had his mind in order. He had himself in order. He was organized with his efforts. So something that Specter and Grant, you know, probably envied on the, the side of Harrow. So not only was he the villain, but he was what they wished they could have been. So that probably even frustrated him more. But in the end, it worked out. They were able to work together to defeat him. But, um, well, actually, it was the third personality that was able to defeat him. But uh, they all worked together to do that. So not only was he a villain based on the sense of, of hero slash villain or whatever, Amit versus Kanchu, but I thought it was interesting how how I guess sophisticated hero was, and how that gained a lot of followers. He was just very calm, you know. The whole show, he was very calm. He had this kind of persona that was very laid back, and it was I guess it was purposefully well, people were going to die. Like yeah, people that. would die
0: for him. Yeah, he was he was one yeah. of those cult leaders that people would die for. Right. Um, he had an eerie look to him, but yes. but he had his followers in some ways when you first met him you thought he was pretty honest but then after a while you kind of feel like oh no he's not right um oh yeah it was i mean ethan Hawke did a great he's a great actor anyway but he did a great job on that yeah uh you know you made a great point there that that is in a very interesting thing he was very well put together he was um very different than mark Spector, who was kind of a mess yeah um yeah and, and which and all of the you know pretty much all three identities are all pretty much a mess. they, yeah. they all they are that's in some right. way or fashion because yeah. they're they're in that way. So that is an, an amazing thing to see. It's not. It's definitely not. Um. It, it's it's definitely not uh, Bruce Wayne. Like like that's the whole thing. Sure. Like we talk about Bruce Wayne. You know, he's rich. He's he looks good. He's you know he's the, he's always always in pristine look. Um, Tony Stark you know, always, you know, rich dress. Right. He, they're a mess. They, these guys are a mess, but right. they overall, what they are that, you know, there is a lot of good in them. And that's, that's the one thing that you don't realize. And you probably through time, you realize that there is a lot of good. Um, and there's one thing I want to say, this is, this is, this is where all I my last piece to this tonight. Okay. Um, this is a great quote. Quote. I had to go look for it cause I couldn't find it, but, um, this is, this is a Mark Spector quote. And I remember this from, uh, there was a, a couple of the, of the big comic conglomerations where they had a ton of characters all together. And um, there was, there was a, there was a hero, there was a war, you know, remember civil war, the movie, well, the original civil war comics was like way bigger. We went on for a couple of years and it was just crazy. Yeah. But what he said, Mark Specter. this is Mark Specter. He says, let's establish some parameters. I'm not Spider-Man, and I'm not the Punisher. Hmm. They represent extreme ends of some costume spectrum. And what he means there is like, okay, Spider-Man was this good guy. Exactly what you said with the bit by a spider, but always good, and I'm always good. Then you have the Punisher, who is... A guy, he would. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Punisher movies, but the Punisher would go around shooting everybody because his his family had gotten killed by a mob boss, and he just turns his turns his head and he goes out and he just he just you know goes crazy and and kills every bad guy around, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So they represent extreme ends of the costume spectrum. I'm Moon Knight, and you all know that means one thing: no no one in this room, myself included. knows precisely, precisely what I am capable of. So <laughs> it's because of the fact that you don't know what persona he's on. Yeah, you yeah. don't know what he can do. There's different powers based on different people. You never know. That's and that makes him one of the more dangerous superheroes. So for, so if I'm a villain or and I'm trying to figure out what to do, I'm trying to gauge this guy. Okay, how am I going to beat this guy? Okay, yeah. he's got spider powers and he shoots webs, and he's got spidey sense. Okay, I, I I know what to what to look for. Moon Knight, you you don't know because it's a it's it. You just don't know what's going to happen. It could be any of any of a bundle a bundle of different things, and he could react differently based on the personality. Yeah. So that is that makes him more dangerous, and that's why he was a cool superhero.
1: That's a good. That's a really good quote because there's a there's a predictability aspect, like you said, that's gone. I mean, and like, okay, we keep using Spider-Man, but okay, so Spider-Man, he knows how to swing from buildings. He can do front flips, back flips. He's, you know, he's limber like that. Well, you got Moon Knight who has three different personas who all have three different trained fighting skills about itself. And like you said, that villain never knows what's going to come at him. So that's a really interesting take and really cool quote. But
0: it was very, it was a very, it came at a very opportune time because it was, at the time, again, you know, Civil War—the the comic one was a lot different, yeah. um, but it was basically Iron Man versus Captain America, and half the superheroes went with one, and half the other. And Tony Stark was trying to get him to join, you know. But he, again, he was friends with Captain America from way back when, so he's not gonna—he's not gonna do that. And so yeah. Tony Stark um, started to like freeze assets in Mark Specter's company to try to you know, get him to. Right. joined you know come over to their side and he did say that and it was it was pretty crazy um i have to go now i'm going to go try to look through my uh comics to find that episode but it was it was just a great thing and for you any any of you folks who are not you know novices in the comic world go start reading some of the moon knights go read it well, from the beginning because it, it's it doesn't differ and and Evan and I talked about this before we started the show this is about 85% accurate to the comics so you're not going to miss a lot you're not it, it's it's almost the same character. And I like that because some of the other characters Marvel change a little bit. Like Wanda, they change a lot. Um and, and but Moon Knight is pretty in line with the with the character.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, let's we'll wind it down, but you're right. So the only thing I was gonna mention was is that if you go to Marvel.com slash unlimited, I'd never heard of this before. But basically it's Marvel Unlimited where you can do a subscription, you can actually sign up for $60 a year and it's access to over 29,000 comics. So you can pretty much have a database of, I'm thinking this is most of the Marvel comics that you can read digitally. So that's super cool. If that's something that interests you and you want to get into reading comics, that's a good place to start. Um, I think you can pay like $60 a year or $9.99 a month or something. And you can put it like on the iPad or stuff like that. And you can actually yeah they're
0: actually very cool on an ipad they are they um i've done that i actually had a subscription for a little while because the i i I, uh i did like that a lot on ipad is actually pretty cool it works very well there
1: yeah that's that's something you can try spoonies if you want to get into comics but thank you so much for listening uh we will continue to bring you you know, show reviews as it's coming out. We know Obi Wan Kenobi is now out, so we'll be bringing you that eventually. Anything that's coming out, you know, we want to give you our take on it. We want to hear what you have to say on it. How we can hear what you have to say on it? Several different ways. The main one being our Facebook page, A Spoonful of Podcast, Spoony Nation. Just type that into Facebook. You can find us, join our group, start the conversation there. Uh, you can also email us info at a of if you want to. Come on and talk about Moon Knight. Maybe you want to come on and talk about Marvel. But we're very open to guests and um, you know, adding content to our show based on your experience and your expertise that we value. So find us on Twitter as well. You can find us on Instagram. And I think that's it. So, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until next time, we'll see you then.
0: Take care, everybody. The fist of conjugation. Thank you for listening to A Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a aspoonfulofpodcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast, The Return to Civilization.